Good morning. You're with the Master Gardener Hour. This is Rena Sartain, and I have the pleasure of being back this week with Libba Shortridge, who is the horticultural therapist at um, Skyland Trail here in Atlanta. And um, welcome back. Thank you. I loved our talk last week. We learned so much about um, just getting a real fin- foundation about physical therapy and its all-round um, effect and well-being on us, but especially people who are suffering from mental, emotional, and physical disabilities. Mm-hmm. Now, Libba, I want you to, um, if you would, um, explain to us um Exactly what Skyland Trail is. Okay. So Skyland Trail um, is a treatment facility here in Atlanta, Georgia. We are about to celebrate our 25th anniversary uh, next year. And it was begun, I think it has a fascinating um, history because uh, seven years before they opened the doors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so 29 years ago, uh, uh, they... um, looked at facilities throughout the United States and in Europe to see which were the most beneficial uh, therapies to have. And this was um, inspired by George, uh, by uh, Charles West, who uh, started Skyland Trail with, uh, from, with his foundation called the George West Mental Health Foundation. He named it after his uh, father, George. Um, he had a, they had a friend, a family friend, who was looking for a, a long-term mental facility that, um, and there was no, no such thing at that time. For himself? For, or for, for the friend okay. yeah, in Atlanta. And so what they did was they created their own. <laughs> and first, again, this research was critical. And it, it, it made Skyline Trail, what it is today, unique in in its approach, its holistic approach. The fact that the adjunctive therapies, of which horticulture is a part, are instrumental in um, the uh, healing of um, that. They acknowledge that the adjunctive therapies, which include art, recreation. Uh, Horticulture, um, woodworking, mm-hmm. <laughs> social reintegration is also um, a, a, a big um, factor, p- factor in, mm-hmm. in the Skyline um, therapies. So they realized that this um, horticulture, and most at that time, most. Um, facilities for mental illness did not have horticulture as a therapy as a therapy component but by looking around and seeing the most successful programs and finding it those that were successful had horticulture they decided we have to have a greenhouse mm-hmm. <laughs> so on their first campus they built a greenhouse and the second as well and um and obviously the horticultural therapy program um now explain to me um on this campus is this um, in? Um, is it integrated with any hospital, or is it just set? Is it acreage that's set by itself? 
Okay, so initially, 25 years ago, everything was housed on one campus. Okay. But now we have uh, three campuses, four if you include our administrative campus. We're embarking on building a fifth campus, which is for young adults only, and that's ages 18 to 25. Um, so uh, th- what Skyland acknowledged was that we needed a place where uh, adults who are struggling with mental illness could come to thrive. And I love their... Um, their mission statement is inspiring adults with mental illness because this is really a big part of my goal in horticultural therapy is to inspire mm-hmm. <laughs> through nature. But um, so Skyland works with adults ages 18 and over with mood and thought disorders, um, including bipolar illness, major depression, schizophrenia, and anxiety disorders. And um, they specialize in treating, you know, complex disorders such as substance misuse and personality disorders. Again, through this dialectical behavioral therapy we mm-hmm spoke of last mm-hmm. week. Um, Processing so, in the moment. Right. Right. What Skyland is uh, n- known for is its holistic approach for mind, body, and spirit. And, uh, again, you, you can really, you can do that through horticultural therapy. And, now, and the in, in your experience um, with your work there, this is not to say that people um, would not still be on medication, but hopefully it would. Do you find that it lessens their medication, or are they on medication? Is this um, helping them to get off medication, and um, or just kind of work their way through it? Okay. Um, well, we do talk about that in the gardens, especially when we pull up carrots and mm-hmm. and, and we laugh at the, sometimes if we can bring laughter into the garden. What I joke with the clients that um, does this mean you can skip your medication? No. The answer is no. We uh, really endorse um, the fact that we live in an age today where one medication does not solve all of mental illness. I mean, we are so fortunate to have many medications to work with, but typically medication adherence is very important with mental illness as well as uh, learning skills mm-hmm. that um, go alongside that. This, this, uh, the skill of, of, of gardening or the joy of gardening I can really take you through life to knowing ha- that there's a friend out there for you, a nature, and that in mental illness, typically you don't recover in in one um, uh, from one episode, and you're good to go for the rest of your life. Typically, you have relapse, maybe on a smaller scale, but you learn to cope with that relapse. And the skills that you learn through horticulture, the inspiration or the empathy from nature, will take you. Um, all, will give you skills to learn to cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, as we, um, with our listeners, and, I mean, I'm I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, well, my goodness, you know, this is not just, um, just used as a rehabilitative uh, tool for people who are mentally ill. This Correct. is for all of us. I yes. mean, it works every day, every day of your life. Right, and, right. And the, as you say, the empathy nature has for us. And, you know, I think it's wonderful to develop an empath- empathy for nature also. Yeah. I mean, it's a two-way street. I think what is unique 
uh, about, and I'd like to speak more about Skyland Trail generally, but what is unique um, about horticulture, horticultural therapy um, and mental illness is that the recovery the recovery from mental illness, the recovery model, the recovery model is that you can, uh, it's, uh, it's a process, just like gardening is a process. And, and typically, this model includes first hope. It, it includes um, healing and then connection. Mm-hmm. And these things happen in the garden. And so if you can parallel those factors, those, the, that recovery model, and that, that, and give, have it, have momentum through, through hope, um, throughout that journey, um, then horticultural therapy really does, um, uh, tap into, um, the, the the journey that one would take in mental illness. Yeah. Now, what I we were talking about other needs or illnesses. In every situation, hope is critical, and uh, you even with a terminal illness, you, hope you you don't want to give up on hope. Um, not that you could hope to recover necessarily, but that you could hope to live life to its fullest. Mm-hmm. You could hope to be able to tell your life story um, through hospice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's critical to have hope and by far horticulture is is the, is the element that speaks to hope. Mm-hmm. Now when you said now the middle, this one campus treats patients that are 18 to 24 do you work with small children we do not we work with adults okay. um and there are other facilities um that work with small children but we actually have several campuses we have two residential campuses with different levels of care uh-huh. and then um one uh, clients can also choose to come at, in our day program as well as intensive outpatient recovery program and so that the wonderful array of services that we offer gives people more opportunity to come you know kickstart uh now are they um, refresher courses in recovery (laughs) okay now your campuses are they all adjacent to one another are they uh, or are they separate entities throughout the city? The primary health and education center, which is kind of the hub, um, is right next door to our administrative uh, offices. And um, and but then the two residential campuses are approximately four four miles from the hub. Okay. And when when you 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 speak in terms of patients and clients, are people they they seek you out independently, and then are, you also get referrals from hospitals. This Correct. is a part of the recovery process. So a patient would be get a prescription, perhaps, to go to Skyland Trail to go through a horticultural therapy program yes. as a part of their healing. And the, each each patient or client chooses to be there. Um, and that's very critical. They they would come off, often from colleges um, because that's when sometimes the first onset of mental illness occurs. When you've lost your your uh, envi- environmental or family support, or you've you've moved away from it, you're forming your 
your own roots, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. You know, um, in some of my research, um, one of the things that I thought was interesting was this, that so much of the research was done in um, hospital in a hospital environment because that's where they had the medical evidence to back up the effects of horticultural therapy. But then a lot of studies have been done in non-patient environments, and so I'm, you're, you're hitting a, a nerve here, that they really used university students. And, um, you know, I think about my own um, experience in college, and, you know, we were just kind of the, we were, I'm sure people were out there taking drugs and doing, I, I guess I was just such a goody two-shoes. I, I don't really know too much about what was going on. Um, but, you know, what I've come to understand is that especially that age group and um, college, university students um, are, they have a lot of feelings of fear, anger, sadness, and I guess in that transitional period when they're going out into the world, they're away from their parents, et cetera, et cetera. And in the studies that have been done with them, it said in three to five minutes, um, being exposed. Oh, we always have to take a break when I'm right on the brink. Let's take a break, and then I want a break, and then I want to come back and tell you the research from this study, and then you can relate it to your personal um, experience in Skyland Trail. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Libba Shortridge and Hort Therapy. Do your children know where their food comes from? At ConnectingFarmToFork.com, there's all kinds of ways to help your child understand how 300 million of us here in America stay nourished, clothed, and healthy. Activities, food facts, and farm visits help young people learn about America's hardworking farmers and have lots of fun doing it. Visit ConnectingFarmToFork.com today for a learning experience that will really grow on you. ConnectingFarmToFork.com, brought to you by the people who care at Feedstuff's Food Link. Have you heard of quantitative fluid analysis? Commonly called QFA, this test assesses your body at a cellular level and gives insight into your illness. Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center offers the QFA, an FDA-approved test that can often provide early diagnosis of conditions before they can be detected with other tests. Dr. Elena George believes in an integrative approach to medicine. She believes in treating the problem and not the symptom. Following a review of your results, Dr. George will suggest treatment approaches such as nutritional counseling and or the use of pharmaceutical-grade enzymes and nutritional supplements. Surgery and prescription medication will be recommended only when necessary. Peachtree Ear, Nose, and Throat Center is located in Atlanta at 1776 Peachtree Road Northwest in Suite 260 North Tower, two blocks south of Piedmont Hospital. They are open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. until 4 p.m. Additional details are available at www.peachtreeentcenter.com. Call their office at 404-591-9100 to make an appointment and mention that you heard this ad on Radio Sandy Springs and get 10% off of QFA testing. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, 
But many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Back with the Master Gardener Hour, um, Libba, we're talking about the study of university students and the considerable evidence that restorative effects of nature scenes um, are having on on these um, participants in the study. Um, and what it said was that within only three to five minutes, um, they can discern the combination of physiological and emotional changes in these university students that um, there it elevates being exposed to scenes of nature elevates their levels of positive feelings and these are feelings of pleasantness calmness reduced negative toned emotions um, a reduction of fear a reduction of anger a reduction of sadness, and um, that in this three to five minute period, it also um, lowers blood pressure, heart rate, muscle tension, um, that frenetic brain activity, um, and I'm thinking, wow. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they also used in conjunction with this is just in everyday people's lives. Let's say you're going to the dentist office and you've got, you know, maybe you have to get a tooth filled. And one of the things that is so important to do, and, you know, you just <laughs> you just think how everyday this is, really, right. that you look on your dentist wall. Now, do you want to see... A picture of, you know, something soothing like a tree or a sequoia tree or something that's, you know, big and strong and hearty and calm? Or do you want to see a decaying tooth? Really? And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, one of the reasons I really liked my um, one of my doctors is he has all these calming pictures of nature. And I'm always so relaxed and I have great confidence in him. And it relaxes my brain activity and my attention. And so... This is real. This is real. It really is. So take us on um, a journey um, through a Skyland Trail recovery, if you can. And I know one of the analogies you want to make is the the seed. The seed. Well, I love that. Right. So um, the seed goes through a process, the first process being germination. And it very much parallels the process of recovery. And um, if... Uh, Sometimes I had alluded to this earlier that clients would have readmit to Skyland Trail, um, perhaps because of relapse. But in, when they come into the greenhouse, we celebrate because we say, oh, you get to be a seed again. You get to go through the process of germination. You get to bloom and reinvent yourself. You know, what is your foliage going to look like this time? You know, what is your bloom going to be like? What is your fruit going to be like? And so what we do, we really celebrate the seed. Um, and you can do this year round. I highly recommend in any way uh, to 
can do that in indoors. You can do that in programs as well. Uh, with wheat grass will grow in any light and any time of year. Um, but right now, this being autumn, we are planting our, our vegetable seeds. And um, so what happens with the seed, uh, not only does it take a journey before it starts to germinate, which is fun to watch right now, the um, heart to busting seed, it's wonderfully tacky uh, fuchsia seed mm-hmm. pod, and the orange seeds are busting out. And, and kind of suspended by a string, like the magnolia seeds, the little thread. Um, the uh, seeds from butterfly weed are billowing. Right now they have wings, and uh, the, it's, it's a milk in the milkweed family, so the silky, we call it wings, and you, you can let it fly and land. So right now we're gathering seeds, and then we get to watch them germinate. And that means the first stage is that they take in water, uh, and they start to swell, and then they, their seed coat bust open. Mm -hmm. And this I learned from one of the therapists at Skyland Trail. This is an important part to to take off that coat, (laughs) to to let in, to to really be vulnerable to therapy, Mm -hmm. to sharing your story with others, because this is really critical in in recovery is is sharing your story. Um, And um, so the the clients can relate to this. They can relate to watching that seed um, swell up and bust open, and then um, we will we can they can watch that seed go through germination. You, a, a, a fun trick is to put it in a seed clear CD case with a little bit of soil and some water, mm-hmm. and you can watch it just like you did in elementary mm-hmm. school in the plastic baggie. But you can watch it, and what, what happens? And we all know this intuitively. Again, we know it from grammar school is that the first thing that happens is the roots start to form well if you put that seed in soil and cover it with soil you can't see that happening and so the clients can also relate to this because as they're going through recovery and and uh, and kind of what I call reinvent grounding themselves and reinventing themselves um or under, better understanding themselves, it's critical to form good roots. But often that stage is invisible. So what's happening, there's this beautiful work that's happening inside the person. And um, and they may not show it on the outside. Uh, family members, friends may say, oh, you don't look like you're getting better. But, oh, no, they're doing that deep work mm-hmm. and it's spiritual it, um, they may be also doing physical work um, it, through the rec therapy and and uh, obviously mental um, work in in the group therapies, verbal therapies. But this, when they when they come to horticulture and they're able to to look at that germination cycle, uh, one client told me it gave me a kind of a 3D perspective of what I'm doing in the verbal therapies. I'm act, able to kind of act out what I'm learning about, mm. like that mindfulness mm-hmm. piece. Um, so here's this. So we, we talk about this, and we're really able to relate it to think. But so they, the roots form, and I've got a funny story behind that, because my background being in landscape architecture um, and not necessarily horticulture, but I grew up gardening and uh, loving plants and ran a gardening business. Um, but growing from seed was not really my (laughs) forte. (laughs) But, you know, I I did it in a vegetable garden. But so the first thing when I was 
working at Skyland, we planted in these seed trays, 72 tomato seeds, you know, and, and I tell the clients, you got to believe in it. you got to, you know, hold on to hope, you know, trust that they're going to grow, even though you can't see the roots. And I'm preaching this, and all along I'm praying at night, <laughs> please, please, please come germinate. On. <laughs> no. <laughs> and when they did, we had this big celebration. We had 72 babies. Well, maybe not 100%, but, you know, uh, and I was thrilled alongside them. And I think the best teacher or therapist is one who can uh, gleam from their their um, clients or, or their students. Yes. Yeah. So I was able to uh, be be just as enthusiastic. Um, the but the so that that first the first growth that comes up is very humble, especially if it's a um, a dicot. So it comes up, it's bent, it's humble. It's not like okay, I'm well. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's it's tender, it's mm-hmm. humble, it's got this Fragile. this this first growth that's going to leave it. So it's like this temporary cotyledons that nourish the roots and and give it strength um, are only temporary until they really form those strong, that strong stem and their first growth, uh, true leaves um, and later the blossoms. So I think the clients can, can identify with this state, these stages um, in their recovery that it doesn't happen instantly. Um, Are your, are your patients there? um, Are they living there during their therapy or do they, they can come on a daily basis or or live there. That's a that's a good question. So uh, the clients work um, alongside their personal counselors to determine which groups would be most therapeutic for them. So not everyone is involved in horticultural therapy, and it may be at, at a different stage along their recovery they would come to a horticultural so, therapy. But, but uh, we a, call it the um, the salad. Right. So it, <laughs> it's, it's not in the conjunction entree. somewhere along the way with yeah. all the yeah. pieces that attribute to wellness. Absolutely. Okay. And, um, and but but in your answer to that, so. We, the main campus where we have therapeutic groups, again, the goal-oriented therapeutic groups, uh, they're documented, and we're trying to follow up with studies on that to further the profession. Um, that happens on the main campus on North Druid Hills Road. The other two campuses that are residences, we have what we call um well-being therapy happening there. Those are not necessarily goal-based. I mean, um, and we do not document them, but we provide landscapes that are very therapeutic for afternoon and you know therapy for mm-hmm. what we call after therapy. So, and it, it, most of them would inspire social reintegration as well. Getting out there, gardening with um, fellow, with peers, or sometimes inviting the community um, to volunteer with our clients. Uh, we have uh, happy tales come to our sites, and uh, the dogs romp through the gardens. The clients are oh, bird watching, wonderful. filling yeah. the bird feeders uh-huh. constantly with our wonderful volunteer, Carol Weil. Uh-huh. And, I met her at my store. Yes, nice. she's fabulous. Yes, in so, fact, she's the one that um, was my connection to you. Oh, nice. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I, w- I want to get, I don't want to um, get you away from the, the growth of the, or the analogy to the the seed and the, um, but what would be the most severe case of mental illness that we're dealing with here? And I'm wondering in in this um, on this road to recovery, do you ever feel threatened? No, I. 
I don't. Um, if anything, I feel inspired. <laughs> um, but it's interesting you, you say the severe case because, again, keeping hope alive is critical. Um, so, uh, and you can do that in many, many ways. Uh, we um, right now are collecting butterfly eggs that, uh, the, and we watch the butterfly lay her eggs on the passion vine leaves and tendrils, and and we watch it go through the stages. And there's some ugly stages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that chrysalis is not pretty, uh, but there's always the hope it's going to be a beautiful butterfly at the end. So I think keeping hope alive is critical, especially with suicide prevention. Mm-hmm. And and if you say what uh, um, uh, that for me is um, where I feel horticultural therapy is is a, val- a very valuable piece is in that keeping hope alive um, or images or, or metaphors that you can tap into that would help you if you are on let's say suicide watch or something. But that's that's probably. Are, are my biggest fear, um, I will say, but but I feel like I have a great remedy for it. Mm-hmm. It's very important to keep hope alive. So um, when a patient comes through the program, um, does he does he graduate or 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 is there um, just do you always encourage them to really keep horticulture and all of these other components to go into this healing a major part of their life or are they able to graduate we're going to take another break and you're going to talk about that next time i'll share with you that's great social reintegration okay all right we're going to take a a quick break and be back with the master gardener hour stay tuned hi this is kate copsey inviting you to listen year round to america's homegrown veggie show every saturday at 10 a.m. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. We're 
back with Libba Shortridge. And, um, okay, Libba, so we're talking about the ongoing ways that you keep your patients and clients involved. And so Skyland does do an amazing amount of stuff for the community. Now, why don't you start and tell me about this um, Sanjay Gupta um, um, presentation that you had um just recently, and then and and then how you involve these um, kids in. Yes. So Skyland Trail is a nonprofit here in Atlanta, Georgia, and we really wouldn't be here again without the West Foundation and the generosity of the West family, <clears throat> and also the Fuquas. Um, so we we depend quite a bit and um, on our beneficiaries, and um, so the Fuqua Foundation um, put together. Uh, a lecture series, and um, that for our listeners is the 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 family that the, was so generous with our botanical gardens here. Yes. Right. In in honor of Dorothy Chapman mm-hmm. Fuqua, mm-hmm. Dottie, mm-hmm. and she she mm-hmm. has her little uh, sparkly red shoes she carries with her. It's a precious woman. Um, they put together a lecture series that was free to, to the public. And this year was the largest reception ever. It's the third consecutive year of this uh uh, lecture series held at Skyland Trail on the campus. So, so the clients in horticulture help to prepare for this. Uh, they work in the gardens as a part of our uh, work adjustment program. We have what we call the campus caregivers mm-hmm. who help look after the campus as well as the greenhouse uh, as part of their therapy. Um, and um, But the, the beauty this recent um, lecture was titled Mental Illness in America from Stigma to Strategy. It was uh, moderated by Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Sanjay Gupta with CNN. And um, the panelists were our own um, uh, Ray Kotwicki, who is the uh, chief medical officer at Skyland Trail and also a professor at Emory and and Rollins School of Public Health, a uh, fantastic uh, role model for all of us, and um, and also Alex Crosby with the um, CDC was uh, one of the panelists, and um, a beautiful pair. It was a mother-daughter, um, Cinda and Linnea Johnston, who co-authored a book called per- Perfect Chaos, and it was about the, the uh, the mother's um, experience of having a daughter diagnosed with bipolar illness and the daughter's story um, as well. And they wrote this book together and were panelists wow. at the lecture. Mm. So. So, so then as you go through the program and you successfully complete the program, are you you're constantly reevaluated by your counselor and I'm assuming a doctor, a medical doctor, um, and then you you get through the program and graduate, if that's right. a word, and then we do use that. Okay, and then people would come back perhaps as campus caretakers to stay involved in that arena. The campus caretaker. Taker, excuse me, campus caretakers actually happens during their recovery. Okay. So at some point in their recovery, they may be at Skyland for a few weeks, their counselor may identify that this would be very beneficial um, because there is a feeling of being purposeful and worthwhile mm-hmm. through being a part of the campus caregiver program. Um, that's the beautiful thing about the horticultural therapy piece at Skyland is that the client's 
are um, able to uh, feel that. Uh, uh, this one of my goals is to feel purposeful and connected. And so they can do that immediately in our groups and through the, the vocational program um, by making flower arrangements, uh, sprucing up the gardens, uh, yeah, and then uh, also going out into the community, which we do quite a bit of. Yeah. Uh, so let's say that someone listening to us um, has a – a, a family member, a friend um, that they are concerned about and they would like to hook into this program or they would like to understand more about its causes and effects and how would they hook into specifically Skyland Trail? That's a good question. So we have a great admissions office. Please call our admissions office. And I may not have mentioned before the website for Skyland Trail is www.skylandtrail.org. So go on our website. It's uh, very informative, um, can walk you through the process of admission and and inform you of uh, of how Skyland works and what makes it unique um, and ways to educate yourself. Uh, the, the We offer, we try to look after everybody. And one of our unique programs, too, is for uh, parents or loved ones um, of, of the um, – of the person who is um, yeah, overcoming mental illness or struggling with it. And so this actually goes out into the in the community as well. And um, because of modern technology, we, we're able to broadcast, be able to tap into this service. It's called STEP, and that stands for Support um, Through Education um, and um uh, I <laughs> yeah. um, a program. Okay. So, it's, um, so it's the whole idea is that really, in order to destigmatize um, mental illness, it, we need to educate ourselves and each other. Um, and as support givers, it's important to be educated to know what your loved one is going through. But also, it's it's a a, a, a wonderful way to. Um, as a support um, network because if you think about it, if your loved one uh, were diagnosed with cancer, you could go to the grocery store and say, my loved one has cancer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you immediately have a support system. Uh, it, not so much so with mm-hmm. mental illness. So it's critical to have that support system. We're trying to do that um, both in that STEP program that I mentioned, but also through our gardening and um, our alumni program as well. So we're trying to um, – we've actually built gardens that would be – uh, with trellises and arbors that are support gardens for um, people who are caregivers or alumni as that um, yeah Do, it, uh, I would imagine um, um, people suffer, suffering from depression is a big part of this yes uh, I'm, I want to say that I think especially this is so true in young men. Um, depression is a, a very um, undiagnosed disease. I, I don't know if you can call it d- d- disease, but it's yes. a very um, – and, and there are so many things that um, come as a result from depression, anger, drinking, um, sleeping too much. I mean, uh, there are and, – and, but it's a hard thing to di- diagnose. You know something is wrong, but um, you, you know it's not – 
mm-hmm. cancer or it's not this, but it's right. coming from something. And um, I, I think, um, I, in fact, I had just run into a, a, a customer of mine in the store um, just this past week, and her son was struggling. And, and so I thought, you know, I, I thought I'm going to somehow, you know, give her you as a reference. Now, um, tell me... Um, when someone applies for admission to the Skyland program, the Skyland Trail program, how how do they pay? Is this a is it by class? Is it by case? How 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 are they charged for this kind of therapy and recovery? So what I mentioned is that we have an array of services, and mm-hmm. and t- ideally you would want the service best suited for your needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are in critical care, you need the highest um, uh, services that we offer, a mm-hmm. 24-hour nurse at the residence as as um and, and being a part of our life enrichment program, which uh, are activities in the afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, evening, and weekends uh, to engage in healthy um, activities. So, again, ideally that would be uh, what you would want. Um, there, uh, the variety of services are offered for different levels or needs of care. Um, then we... But sometimes if someone cannot, if their insurance company does not cover the services or they cannot self-pay, then they would opt for lower services. We have phenomenal um, in a community. We are able to offer scholarships as well. Mm-hmm. You must, I mean, this must be um, just an, an overwhelming job. I mean, <laughs> it must be a 24, and you must really have a phenomenal staff. We do. And so a big part of what I do is what, again, makes uh, Skyline unique. Mm-hmm. Um, we, Our president, who's been there for 25 years, she was on her knees scrubbing the floors. I mean, this woman, she knows how to work. She's passionate about what she does. She's passionate about everyone um, involved in uh, the, all the constituents mm-hmm. from staff to, uh, again, our um, Atlanta community. Uh, and it really makes a difference. Uh, the, every client she's passionate about. And um, so, uh, but what the collaboration piece that I'm so thankful for is I get to work with um, uh, the admissions office and, uh, you know, we, as with marketing, with development, um, obviously with my own teammates in the adjunctive therapy, we call ourselves the A-team. Um, so I get to collaborate with art, with music, um, with uh, woodworking. We make uh bluebird houses with green roofs mm-hmm. in woodworking and plant them up. Um, in, uh, I had a fascinating uh, experience with the music therapist where we were growing the zinnias that I mentioned, mm-hmm. cutting back and blooming forth mm-hmm. in one of the gardens. And we had a client who loved to sit in that garden and look at the flowers. He was extremely musically talented. And um, he... Uh, I had a poet walking through the gardens uh, who was collaborating with me as well, and she looked at the flowers and said, oh, that looks, those look like musical notes. And sure enough, they did, and the musical therapist uh, tapped into that and had we photographed, took a panoramic photograph oh, of the zinnias and transposed them onto uh, musical scores for the client who sat in the garden. Uh, he, he took the photographs and created this a piano piece 
from the I city. love that. I love that. What a so there's collaboration idea. for you. That's fascinating. <laughs> I think that's great. So, um, well, your job just sounds so all-encompassing. So, um, uh, I'm sure. Do you have children of your own? Yes. Okay. So, are we getting ready to take a break, David? Before I ask this question, <laughs> yeah. I really, I'm, I'm wondering, with children of your own. Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you a moment to think about this. I'll ask the question. Give you a. I want to know what this has brought to your own personal life and family. And think about that, and we'll be back in just a moment for our last segment on horticultural therapy. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Paisley McDonald, and I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, At Home with Paisley, every week, Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, for practical advice and stylish living for your home and office. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. We are back with our last segment on horticultural therapy, and I've just loved this this collaboration with you, Miss Liva. Um, one of the Likewise. things that we that we did not mention in all of this, in all of this research, and all of this medical research, and all of your experience, is not only um, the this support and the therapeutic qualities of horticulture on the patients, but just as much on the caregivers and the staff who provides this service um, in in the in the early days when they were rehabbing all these gardens um, or these hospital settings to um, more wholly um, give patients a way to heal and restore themselves. Um, the effect was just as great on the caregivers who really take a, the, a, a brunt, the brunt of the stress, and and the the staff. And so, before we took a break, I, I ask you, what has this endeavor and career brought to you personally as far as your own children and your your own family life and your own way of living 
I expect a pretty profound answer oh, here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my, our pastor doesn't like this, but I always say, uh, because of my work, I'm exempt from church. <laughs> uh, because I feel it truly fulfills my soul. My soul. My, my children get that. My husband gets that. Um, of course, it means I'm... Uh, because I'm so passionate about that, I'm not. <laughs> there are no cookies in the oven when, when they get home from their activities or school or graduate school and work. Um, I think more than anything, it's what my children brought to me uh, to inspire me in this, because uh, it's um, and especially as being, uh, I guess, a mother. Uh, there, the child brings. A new life to you, and and when they were young, um, I I learned that I I was not so much the determiner of what the activity was for the day because it was their creativity that kind of steered um, my direction. Um, they extremely creative in 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 all ways, um, music and art and now law, um, but. Um, I guess that really has been kind of the driving force now as I practice horticultural therapy is, is learning from the clients, the, letting them be the guide in which direction, what is most therapeutic for them, you know, and, and I can go in that direction. I typically also tap into their talents, and they're extremely talented. Um, so if, if um, uh, we had a female engineer, uh, electrical engineer come, I'll never forget Joan. We called her Joan of Arc. And I had um, uh, a challenge, and I was, I was not waiting for a donor. I was waiting for a client to come along who could resolve how we could make a waterfall and a pond out of these two giant boulders that overlapped into and, and differentiated two different levels and we actually had built benches around this future feature. But I was like, how can we make it happen where the water would trickle through the rocks? Mm-hmm. And and she said, we can do it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joan of Arc. And she brought her peers with her. And every week they would put on these rubber boots and we would dig and dig. And we dug on both sides of these boulders and, and created what the clients later called the grotto. Because the water goes both through the boulders as well as behind uh, <laughs> where they dug. And, and then into this beautiful pond where... It's extremely restorative, and this I never knew at the time how restorative it could be to have fish. Um, I, I think we again we know this intuitively, but this has really worked. Um, the, the koi fish and the butterfly butterfly koi mm-hmm. fish are beautiful. Uh, turtle is becoming less shy. Named Frankie <laughs> from the blue heron, a gift from the blue heron. Um, so uh, I think the children. T- my children taught me that the greatest resource you're going to find is is with the, the people you're with. Um, and, and you could do all the research in the world, but it's actually the personal research that's the most meaningful. Yes. So um, I know that um, you've got a lot of upcoming interests and events. Tell us um, perhaps yes. over the course from now until the end of the year or <laughs> what 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 you're going to be doing at Sky Okay. Trail. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. So we are currently working on a display for Whole Foods in Buckhead on West Faces Ferry, uh, and they have graciously really connected um, with Skyland and um, through um, their employee, Wendy Battaglia. Uh, she was a volunteer in our horticulture uh, department. Uh, when she applied for a job at Whole Foods, she said, why aren't you selling their uh, bluebird houses with green roofs. Um, so ever since then, she's really been um, to, uh, a supporter of Skyland, even as she works um, and is invaluable at Whole Foods. Um, and so our connection with Whole Foods coming up, we have this display for their pumpkin patch, and um, we have a topiary dog named Philo. Like the client's that. named him Philo. He's kind of a terrier, and he's made of of um, succulents, and we teamed up with Kurt Strout, a fabulous man in the community who owns a business called Southeastern Succulents, Southeast Succulents, and he um, creates hypertufa pots and plants um, succulents in those and sells those at Whole Foods. Uh So through that connection, he's teaming up with us. We made this dog. He helped us to create the form. Uh, that the clients made, he he drew, sketched it, and and they propagated the uh, succulents with him, along with Steve Sully, mm-hmm. our horticultural specialist, who is keeps my ideas alive at Skyline. <laughs> um, so the um, so the the clients have made this. They are also making a. a a, pot, a man called Terry Cotta, a potted up like that. man, <laughs> Terry Cotta, and he's made of all, mostly of pots that were donated uh, by Whole Foods. So they recycle their pots as they don't as they sell the plants or mm-hmm. things that are inside of terracotta pots, which are invaluable for us. Um, they give them to us, and so we're making this. Uh, it, it's fabulous. Uh, you have to see. But he, so he's potted up, and um, sitting beside him is uh, Philo, and that will be on display. And then in um, on Memor- on um, excuse me uh, it, October 14th we will have uh, host a fairy gardening workshop at at Whole Foods and this will be our second um, uh, uh, workshop where we bring in pumpkins that we actually Whole Foods supplies organic pumpkins uh-huh. we hollow them out and make fairy homes inside of the pumpkins what a cute idea <laughs> with it and for all ages but mostly children yeah what a great <laughs> but we're idea. all children exactly right. <laughs> exactly isn't that the truth um so um I'm the, we have one more fairy gardening okay. event, and that's happening at Woodlands Garden. The director there, uh, Ruby Bach, again, has embraced Skyland over the years. We have had outings at their beautiful, um, on their beautiful ground, seven acres of, of native wooded paths. And this year, um, it's, we're doing a fairy gardening exhibit throughout their woods. This will be our third exhibit, but this year it will be bigger than ever. We're teaming up with art and music, so we'll have our uh, wonderful music therapist, Jeff Barnes, and Helen Goldberg, the art therapist there. With um, We'll have workshops of making fairy wands and uh, fairies, possibly wings, we're not sure yet, uh, and then the music um, on the grounds uh, and bells on our toes you know i i I think when we when we started or when i engaged you to come here to talk i i really had no idea of the 
the depth of this incredible program. I'm sure that people seek you out from all over. Uh, what What is the farthest away people would come from to come to, to be a part of this Skyline Trail? Or oh, really? Yeah, we're international, I would say. And, and we're trying to get the word out. And we're trying also to help um, build facilities like this in other places in the United States. Um, our mission is is mental illness. So this Skyland Trail is really a prototype for exactly this type of facility. Right, I mean, it's the the premier. And so I'm looking forward to um, calling you one day and coming to visit because I really want to see the grounds and the garden. If people wanted to come and just understand what's going on and be exposed there, um, is there could they? Can you come onto your campus without being a patient? Or Absolutely. You would just call someone you know. Um, and, again, with the admissions office, call the admissions office mm-hmm. if you'd like to, to see it as a, for a prospective client um, or patient. And, again, to visit the gardens, please call me. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and my email address. Yeah, it's, give it to us. We'd love to. L Shortridge at skylandtrail.org. Okay. Um, Your website is fabulous. Your website is, is really we have amazing. A, a dynamite communications department. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you know, I, I, I do want to add this, that, um, and I know that you are dealing with a certain age group. I, I want to say in, in the big picture here, um, uh, that research shows there, you know, I, I often wonder how people like you and me survived our childhood before there was a pill for everything and um, every child was diagnosed with one syndrome or the next or an allergy to peanut butter or this or that and the other. You know, I keep thinking, I'm sure all these things existed um, before, but there was perhaps not a name for it. But children especially spend so much time engaged in activities that aren't healthy for them um, in many ways in front of a computer, in front of a television. I mean, I grew up coming home, mm. having a, um, a snack, and I would immediately go outside, and my father would have to whistle for me every right. night to get me out of the woods <laughs> with my friends and come home for dinner. I was like a dog. He would literally whistle for oh. me, and I got in so much trouble if I didn't come home. And, you know, um, but one of the things I do want to add for our listeners is that um, – Uh, Parents um, who have children who have been diagnosed with ADD and blah, 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 blah. I mean, there are so many syndromes out there. Um, One of the things that they do report is that when their children are engaged in activities that involve the green world and nature, and these are things like um, soccer, um, being on grass, um, fishing, um, anything that involves hiking, that what they see as opposed to this restlessness and this perhaps bouts of anger and inability to focus is they see a calmness and a true focus in their children right? through the exposure to things that are more green-oriented. So this starts at an incredibly early age, Um and um, I, I often feel so sad, honestly, for everything is so regimented. And, you know, this also goes back to the parents you, um, and, and adds to their stress level 
um, they've got to have their kid at, to ballet, to football, to this, to that, and the other. So it's just an, an ongoing, yeah. built-up cycle of stress. With very little unscheduled time. Right, where you could just go out and be happy and exposed to nature. We're going to have to end here. Libba, you have been a joy to have, and I hope we've enlightened our listeners. And um, please contact uh, Skyland Trail or Libba um, and become more involved. Thank Thank you you so much. Have a great week, listeners. Be safe.